Welcome back to our Akira Antipens, welcoming you back for part two of our cannibal holiday season with the Donner Party. All the murder, well, some murders, mostly fleshy people and such. So enjoy. Goodbye. The new party, which is the small 20 wagons, and it consists of all the donors and all the reeds, mm -hmm. um, they met to elect a captain. They're like, well, now that we're a new party, let's get a new person. Yeah. Or at least nominate and go from there. Yeah. So, <laughs> James Reed was the obvious choice. Because, you know, he's done good so far. Because they haven't had too many horrific things going on. Right. Uh, but his hubris ways <laughs> and his giant pioneer palace pissed a lot of people off. Yes. Uh, so it rubbed too many families the wrong way. So they were kind of like, let's get someone don't want you. that douchebag. Yeah. yeah. But he kind of has the last laugh in the end. Like. Once you hear the whole story, like, oh. it was kind of good that it happened, but at the same time, if he was in charge, maybe it wouldn't have. Right. <laughs> but, um, so, they chose George Donner instead. Oh, bad choice. <laughs> dum, 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 dum. Right? Okay. And just so you know, the Hastings cutoff is said to save them 350 to 400 miles. For the track. So of what, course they're that, like, yeah. well shit. It does sound if appealing. If it's going to save us that much, maybe we should. Yeah. So then it won't be a full four months. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so one week later, they rolled into Fort Bridger, um, which was just two log cabins and a corral, a corral run that was acting as a trading post. Wow. <laughs> so it's very tiny. Yeah. And it was um, ran by a celebrated mountain man known as Jim Bridger. So yeah, so yeah. hence Fort Bridger. <laughs> Hastings wasn't there yet, but the dude who delivered the letter um, went a week earlier. So he left a week earlier than Hastings did uh -huh. to get there to tell the people like catch up on time because people don't do cars back then yeah so you have to plan everything out right so they spent four days resting their oxen and um doing repairs you know all that yeah. fun stuff so july 31st the nine families and 16 single men of the donner party left fort bridger to enter hastings cutoff oh my gosh they're in Utah. Utah. So for a week, they were making great time working their way deeper into the mountains following Hastings' wagon tracks. That's... So, you know, they're yeah. like, maybe this is a good choice. Right? But you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great choice. No. So now on August 6th, 
At the bottom of Echo Canyon, they halted. Oh. That's in Utah for those of you who don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's a, a reservoir there now. Mm-hmm. So, um, stuck in the top of some sage near the trail was a tattered note from Lansford Hastings. That douchebag Hastings. <laughs> so, I can't remember which person, but one of the ladies was piecing the tattered note together to try and read it. Mm-hmm. So, in this note, it said, The road ahead was virtually impassable and advises them to wait until Hastings can show them a better route. So, it took James Reed five days to find Hastings. So, he was like, fuck this, you know, like, I'm going to go get Hastings so he can come back and show us all. Yeah. So, when he did, Hastings refused to come back to lead the um the company himself so he was like yeah no i'm good could you would you be so pissed you're like this is your thing you said you were gonna come take us and And now you're not showing up yeah yeah now you're not gonna find a better route don't do it yeah (laughs) so instead hastings pointed out to james reed a route from a high peak instead and was like that part looks better just go that way right like he it was speculation exactly <laughs> he, what a he, dumbass. again he didn't even travel another road he just looked and was like mm, that one looks good go that way yeah <laughs> that is insane <laughs> so the next day uh with reed guiding them they turned off the track into the wilderness. So now they're not even in Hastings Cutoff. Which is insane. Like, now they're just freeballing into the wilderness. Oh my gosh. It's insane. With wagons. So, this area is Immigration Canyon, a.k.a. Echo Canyon. Right. It's in the Wasatch of Utah, for those yep. of you who don't know. Uh, so, this was eating up more days than they had realized. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Way more. Um, They were barely making two miles a day fighting through canyons choked with willow trees, cottonwoods, and aspen on the hostile terrains. Like, because you have super steep shit. Oh, yeah. Like, cliffs and everything. You can't get a fucking wagon through. No. So, with the hostile terrain and stuff, it started getting so hard that they kept, it kept bringing them to a halt so they can like chop things to get through oh my gosh so it took six days to chop through eight miles up big mountain like six days and they're already been behind oh and they're just getting further and further behind from their yeah (laughs) their their schedule so on august 22nd the 87 members of the Donner Party finally got out of the mountains. Exhausted and wanting a Hawaiian vacation, I wrote that. <laughs> They're like, screw this mountain, let's go to right? Hawaii. Amen. <laughs> so some blamed Reed for this. Like, taking even longer going through this insane thing. It's like, then he should have stayed on the other path. Yeah. Would that been any better? But because they had no time to, like, reincriminate him. They're like, we just got to keep moving. Yeah. We've got to make up for a last time. So they just kept going, even though they're like, that son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate him. Yeah. They're, but they're, yeah, like, there's nothing they could do. <laughs> yeah. At that point. So let's see. 
Summer was moving and they still had 600 miles left. Oh my gosh. And summer's almost over. Right. They're and if they're and averaging again like a mile and a Uh half to two miles a day, they're looking at years to go. Yeah. Oh. And they're behind. Yeah. So they're gonna hit right smack dab in the winter. Yeah. And they won't even be able to go anywhere, which Yep. Yep. That's what happens. <laughs> so they hurried on following Hastings Wagon Trail, getting back on from the little side venture they did. Yes. Going west, and then they sharply turned south for a few miles to a cluster of clear springs. Uh, there they found a tattered... There they found tattered remnants of another note of Hastings. Which, wow. that's where the tattered note is. <laughs> I got my tongues mixed Right. <laughs> but, and so they tried to put it together. So that, yeah. So when, I can't remember if it's one of the Reeds or the Donner's wives. One of the wives put it together to piece it together to see. Um, and it said. Oh, no. Two days, two nights, hard driving, cross desert, reach water. So it's going to take them two days and two nights. To reach water. To reach water, but you have to go across the desert. Where are they now? The salt flats. Oh. And that is destitute. There is no protection from the weather. There's no protection from the sun. It is a barren wasteland. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, but a wasteland. Yeah. So, so to prepare for this, since the note advised them. Um, they gathered as much water and grass as they could. Could you imagine that? I can't. So they climbed through a range of gnarled hills, but beyond that, they looked up and saw a glittering salt plain. Right. Which is gorgeous. It, it really is beautiful. I wouldn't want to see it in a wagon wanting to cross nope. it. Nope. <laughs> I put, ooh, shiny. Right? I know. It's glittery. It is. It's beautiful. It's true. It's like snow. They glitter, but you yep. don't want to be in it. Hell no. <laughs> so on August 30th, they started to cross the salt plain. Oh my gosh. But it wouldn't be easy. For the moisture under the salt surface likes to bubble up to the top when it's hot. Yep. And it makes it a pain in the ass to get through. It's like trying to get through quicksand. Absolutely. So that causes the wagons to go down a few feet. Especially the big bougie wagons. Oh, yeah. this Well, this is where everything gets parted. Oh, man. (laughs) So on the third day, the water ran out. Of course it did. (laughs) That night, the Reed's oxen were so thirsty, they ran, just ran into the desert. They're like, fuck this. We're not going to pull that shit. Oh, yeah. And they probably found water or died. Imagine how tired those poor oxen would be to pull the Pioneer Palace. Oh, my gosh. And these oxen were never found. So, of course. Yeah. Either they found somewhere to survive and someone took them in, or, or they eventually laid down they and died. Or they died. Yep. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> so everyone had to take what they could carry and they walked. So it wasn't just the Pioneer Palace that they yeah. had to leave, there was other wagons too. So the wagons are starting to go down. But the Pioneer Palace was the heaviest and they didn't have the oxen. So that's, right. that's the main one where it's like, well, I mean, you should have thought about it. Yeah. You knew you had to go through 
a desert. But yes. I don't think they knew what would happen in the desert besides you're going to need water. Right. Yeah. And carrying something that big, your oxen's going to need twice the food and water for the energy it's spending to pull yeah. that shit. <laughs> so, so I guess some of the other immigrants were like, take that sucker. Right. <laughs> you get for causing us all of this shit. So, um, the next day they left the desert that took five days to cross. Five days. What happened oh to two gosh. days and two nights? Yeah. No. It took five days to cross. 80 miles of desert they went through. It was a lot longer than oh Hastings had said. Any um, rations that they have at this point are dwindling. Oh yeah. They ran out of water. They ran out of grass. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. So, so many almost died of thirst. 36 os- oxen, <laughs> oxen yeah. um, were lost. They had to abandon many wagons, the Pioneer Palace one as well, and the provisions dwindled. So now they're getting into, are they going to start eating each other yet? Not yet. Not quite yet. So someone by the name of William, I can't read my own, McCutcheon, who was um, a Missouri farmer. Was sent uh-huh. to go to California for help, so they sent him ahead. Okay. Because they're like, fuck, we need help. This desert fucked us over. Yeah. <laughs> Send help! Yeah. So, so he and a man by the name of Charles Stanton from New York joined him. So they're like, we'll go. we got this. Yeah. We'll go. So September 26th, the party reached Humboldt River, where the shortcut reached the old trail. So now they're getting back onto the trail where everyone else is taking. Okay. They just spent way more time going um, through this Hastings Pass. <laughs> which was absolute bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so the Hastings Cutoff was not only the worst terrain to travel, but it was 125 miles longer too. So instead of being a shortcut, <laughs> it was a long cut. Like, it yeah. added that many days to your travels. Oh, my gosh. That needed. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, instead of being, what, was it 250 to 400 miles, somewhere between there of a shortcut? It yeah. It adds 125 more. Oh, my where hell, you can this barely is move Because your wagons are getting sucked into the desert. Yeah. <laughs> So in early September, Hastings um, rode into Sutter's Fort at the head of a battered train of 80 wagons. Holy hell. So there were 80 other wagon trains that were yeah. going pretty much. and 80 wagons, not 80 wagon trains. Well, they right? call it like a wagon train because it's like the party. 80 so wagons that are a train. Yeah. yeah. But so I thought that. you meant like... 80 different wagon trains. I'm like, holy no, shit. No, no. There are 80 other wagons. Okay. Um, that Because that's where you get after you go on the trail yeah. safely. Is you go to Sutter's Fort. Okay. And so that's where everyone sits there to meet up. And then they can go into California and okay. whatnot. So, <laughs> so the only people that hadn't gotten there yet was the Donner's Party. Okay. Everyone else that had left had made it. <laughs> Except for them. Oh, of course not. So, all immigrants of the 1846 made it safely to California. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So, thought of party still, you know, just wherever they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> By the time they got to Humboldt, they were super cranky and tired. <laughs> Which is understandable. Yeah. Because you just added, you're delayed more, you're insanely dehydrated, you're insanely tired. Yeah. A lot of them lost their wagons, so they're even more tired. And they have to walk because oh, they lost yeah. a lot of oxen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So on October 5th, they doubled their teams up a steep sandy hill when the Graves family's wagon entangled with the Reed's wagon. So then you have a collision. Oh. oh. Against, there's a family with the last name of Graves. Okay. So their wagon and the Weed's ragged, wagon. Why what? can I not say that? Wagon. Collided. Which, yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so this caused a little thing. <laughs> um, so the Graves driver began to beat the oxen with the butt of a bullwhip. Like it's the oxen's fault. Yeah. You're the one that's not paying attention. Yeah. So James Reed was like, he went ran over there and was like trying to stop him because he's like, no, you're not going to yeah. get this oxen. Yeah. Like we need all of our oxen. Plus, you didn't do anything animal <laughs> it's crazy so, so that pissed the driver off so understandably so <laughs> yeah so, so the driver struck him in the head with his whip because he was like who oh, no fucking talk to me so he hit him in the head oh with the hell so reed drew out his hunting knife as snyder the driver went to raise um to strike him again with the whip and redrove the knife into his chest, right below the collarbone. Whoa. This escalated quickly. <laughs> it, es- it escalated so quick. Uh, so Snyder stumbled a few yards up a hill and died. Holy hell. Probably stabbed him in the heart region. Yeah. Or nicked some good arteries there. Right. Either way, he, he died real fast. Yeah. So Reed and his family were taken to their tent until the rest figured out what to do with Reed. So the majority declared that it was murder and demanded retribution. Right. Which is fair. A German immigrant, this guy's going to come up a lot. Louis uh, <laughs> Kiesberg, he propped his wagon um, on the end and demanded Reed be hung from it. So he popped oh it up so he could be hung. He's just like, let's just hang him right here. That's insane. Yeah, this guy's pretty crazy. Yeah. Up to the end, he's yeah. nuts. <laughs> and it's not just because he's German. He's just crazy. He's just nuts. <laughs> yeah. I can say that. I'm German. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but Margaret Reed begged for mercy, which is his wife. I was like, please, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, so they banished him instead. Wow. Reed refused to go at first, but then had no choice, so he was like, ah, fuck it. So the next day, he helped bury the one he murdered, John Schneider, and then rode west out of camp. So this is the parting of John Reed. Wow. But it's not the end of Never his part has... of the story. Yeah. Actually, at the end, it's kind of good. Oh, well, that's good. Because without him, they'd be even more fucked. Yeah. Plus, see his family there. Yeah. <laughs> so quickly, they went down the Humboldt as fast as they could. 
everyone could now head, or everyone who could now had to walk because the oxen were exhausted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather was starting to creep into cold of and ickiness. Of course it was. Yep. They were desperate to get over that mountain, the Sierra Mountains, yeah. into California before the snow hit. Because once it hits, that pass is blocked and you're stuck on the net. Stupid. So the party was now even smaller and they were panicking like crazy trying to just hustle and bustle yeah. as fast as possible. <laughs> the German dude that I just talked about, Lewis, mm-hmm. um, he, he was being a twat. And there was this old guy from Belgium mm-hmm. named, um, I don't know how to pronounce it. But Coop is his last name. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Coop. Mr. Coop. Um, so he was pushed out of his wagon and no one else would take him in. Probably because he was getting old and weak. And they're like, we need no weight on these yeah. so the poor oxen can keep going. Yeah. So everyone get out. Back. And he's old. Yeah. Um, but no one wanted to take him in. But he couldn't. He couldn't keep up. No. <laughs> So he fell further and further behind until he was last seen sitting by the road and able to walk. Could That's you so sad. Being left. No. And the chances that anyone else would come that by on that trail, because they were on the regular trail now. But, but it's never, so late now. Yeah, it's late in the season. People aren't going to be coming now. Yeah. So it's like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so the night of October 12th, uh, Paiute Indians killed 21 oxen with poison arrows. Oh my gosh. Which brings them to losing more than 100 cattle. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And that you could hear, or the immigrants could hear laughter from the buffs above them. Yeah. Above them. Above them. And the, so it was just the Paiutes laughing at them as they oh did it. So now they're down even more cattle. Right. Oxen. And their situation is getting from worse uh-huh. to worse. And they're like, I mean, at least it didn't, they didn't shoot them, but yeah. they took out their oxen. So that kind of sucks for them. Uh, Yeah. A little bit. Yep. So on October 16th, they reached Truckee. Yeah. Truckee, which is a rushing river that is the gateway to the Sierras. So they're finally at the Sierras. Now oh this Truckee gosh. Lake is definitely... A main thing, because this is where they're going to have to hold up for a good portion of the rest of this. Yeah. At least those that dared to do. So, it was already cold. You could see the winter approaching quickly. Some wanted to rest their cattle, but others wanted to just keep pushing in fear of the snow. That was just rushing towards them. So, on October 19th, their food was nearly gone when Charles Stanton finally returned from Sutter's Fort. Yeah. So he came back from the pass with help. Um, with seven mules loaded with food and two native guides to help them. So a small relief party in a way. Very small relief party yeah. for 90 people. <laughs> yeah. And news that the high pass in the Sierras wouldn't be blocked by snow for another month. Right. 
Right. How no, can they it won't tell back then? You, I don't <laughs> know. That's insane. Because even now, or whether people get shit wrong all the time. I know. <laughs> they didn't know shit. And it's more advanced nowadays. Yeah. So their hopes rose. You hear that news and you're like, oh, people are here. There's food here. Yeah. We have guides that can help us through. Right. And we're at the Sierras. We're at the very last bit. Yeah. Which in theory, if you can cross over, it won't take super long. Right. So they're almost there. Their hopes are just up there. Mm-hmm. Praise and Jesus. Yep. <laughs> um, so they camped for five days. Um. 50 miles from the summit where they needed to cross. Oh so they're gosh. there, right there. Yeah. Um, so why stop? So they're resting their oxen. Oh, right. So they can do that last final push. Yeah. Because the weather's going to be a little wonky. So like as much energy as these oxen can get and we yeah. can get the better so we can make it through if there's any like storm. Yeah. We'll be strong enough because it's just, just there. Yeah. Like in the movies, when you're like, I am just about there. Yeah. And then it but goes they, to hell. Yeah. <laughs> then our shit hits the fan. Just like in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so they started up the river again on, Octo- on October 31st. The front axle of George Donner's family wagon broke. Oh my gosh. So while cutting timber to fix the axle, uh, he gashed his hand really good. So he's Uh-oh. got like a crazy wound now. <laughs> and the family fell behind um, while the rest of the party kept hurrying on towards the summit because they're like, sorry, we're still going. Oh, my god! We're almost there and we want to beat traffic. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that night they camped. Beat traffic. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the storm traffic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that night they camped. A thousand feet beneath the dark granite summit, waiting for the Donner's wagon to catch up, praying the weather would hold. So they're like, we feel bad that we missed them and yeah. like, we just left them behind, but we had to get here. And also, please don't snow yet. Right. <laughs> well, the Donner's didn't come, but the snow did. <laughs> yes, it did. And it did. What and happened it did. to a month? <laughs> Right? All these things are getting promised. They just... None of it's true. Nothing's panning out. (laughs) So the next morning, the party frantically dashed for the pass. Like, maybe if we just hurry and go now before it gets even worse, we'll make it. Right. (laughs) So five feet had already fallen in the higher areas. And they're going up high because they have to go down the summit. Five feet already. Um... The wagons began to slip on the steep, rocky ascent up those snowy mountains. No, thank you. (laughs) That's horrible. And then, um, with the snow falling, and the cattle falling, and everyone was tired, Stanton and one of the native guides made it to the summit. So, those two went ahead. But then they turned back around. Um... I don't know if they turned back to be like, okay, we just got this much more. Right. Or what, but everyone was just exhausted and freezing. Yeah. So darkness approached and they all laid huddled by the side of a mountain. Winds picked up as the temperatures lowered. Um, snow and sleet 
just danced down on them. Oh. Like it, they were just getting pelted with snow and sleet. It's horrible. Getting wet and, you know, getting cold. <laughs> Bless you, you dumb bitch. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just one or the other because at least yeah. with snow, you don't get soaked right yeah. away. But with sleet. Yeah. And then it's snow. Horrible. All right. When they woke, the passage was completely blocked. So if they wouldn't have taken those five days to rest their oxen, yeah, they probably would have made it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was like two and a half. But they would have at least been but maybe ahead of the storm. Absolutely. But they didn't know because yeah. the storm wasn't supposed to come for a month. Because the meteorologist had it right. <laughs> In the 1800s. Yes. <laughs> so... They had gone 2,500 miles in seven months to lose the race to the weather by one day. They would have been a day sooner. They could have made it over that pass. Wow. How tragic. I know. They only had 150 miles left before they got to the Fort Sutter and was safe. No. 150 miles. That is (laughs) truly a tragedy. So they retraced their steps back to the lake to set up winter, like makeshift winter camps to just wait it out until the snow cleared enough that they could get through. Probably feeling super defeated. And I bet a lot of them were like, why the fuck did we wait five days? I know. One day. They were so close. And then they would have been over the pass and been into California. The weather would have subsided a lot more. Yeah. So weeks passed and... People that were at Sutter's Fort were waiting for the last party, the Donners, to come in. Yeah. So they were like, we knew they were coming. Why aren't they here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so late October, James Reed, who was banished, stumbled to stumbled out of the mountains, who looked more dead than alive. Oh, I'm sure. According to the people. Come here. He was desperate to save his family, so he pressed John Sutter for horses and supplies so he could rush back to the mountains to save everybody. Yeah. Um, two days out, it started to rain, and then higher up, it turned to snow. So there, he was 12 miles from the summit oh my gosh. when that happened. It's horrible. And he couldn't go on any further, so he had to turn back so he could ask for help, because he did it solo. Yeah. Um, but there was no help to give him and you want to know why why because the battle for california for um mexico and then the other let's see what was it yeah so they had gone south from where they were in california to battle mexico so they could get the rights for california so the the states pretty much were battling Holy Mexico shit. to get California. Yeah. So so there was no help because anyone that could help were all fighting in a warmer area. Wow. <laughs> so he would just have to wait until either the war was over or he would be lucky enough to find more people. Yeah. November 20th of 1846. An Irish immigrant named Patrick Breen began to keep a diary. Oh. And some of these things I kind of wrote in were some accounts from 
him. Yeah. But like the documentary I was watching, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he was just like going on about how oh yeah, someone was talking about maybe I should eat this. We should start eating people <laughs> stuff. Oh yeah, no. I think I was going to take that out because I didn't actually write one. But yeah, so he started keeping a diary. Oh my god! And Breen, Patrick Breen is pretty, like the Breen family is pretty prominent in this too. Yeah. Um. So now there were 81 members of the Donner Party. 25 men, 15 women, and 41 children, Holy including sh- six nursing infants. And that was in the Donner Party that's there now. Oh. My gosh. That's more children than anyone else. That's insane. <laughs> oh, man, that's like so many. Can you imagine trying to nurse an infant? In all of this? Yeah. And being so frail and... Oh, <laughs> so all no. these people, there were two makeshift winter camps. So it was holding all these people and just quick camps that they Holy were trying to do. So the Breens... And their seven children took over an abandoned shack not too far from Tucky Lake. Because they're wow. all trying to be in that area. Mm-hmm. Seven children. Could you imagine That's that? crazy. It's hard going on a road trip with a brother and a sister. Right? Let alone seven? <laughs> seven of them. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But the parents are like, shut up back there. I'm going to whip you. Right? Wow. <laughs> So, back to the crazy old German dude, Louis Kiesberg, he built a rough lean-to for his family against um, one of the sides of the Breen's shack. Wow, okay. So, it never said how many many people he had in his family. All you hear of is him because he's nuts. Yeah. He just goes more crazy, too. Oh, lovely. (laughs) So, nearby... The Eddies crowded in a quickly constructed log cabin. 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 Your words are very <sighs> words. Log cabin. Yes. Well, you know, I'm just feeling how they would feel. Right? <laughs> um, So they were in there with the Murphys, Fosters, and Pikes. So imagine it was at least a decent enough size to huddle everyone in. Oh, also, yeah. Also, that helped keep heat in the more of you were in there. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, the second cabin had family of Franklin Graves on one end and Margaret Reed and her kids at the other end. That'd be so sad to be there without your dad. Oh and you're gosh. like, I don't know if he's dead. Yeah. And he doesn't know if you guys are dead. Yeah. Because they didn't know he made it to California. Yeah. So six miles away, the two Donner families huddled in tents because they were slowly making their way back once they fixed that. Yeah. Well, he still has that hand issue. Um, during breaks in the storm, they scrambled to the summit for possible relief parties to see if anyone would, like, was coming. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing. So Thanksgiving, it started to snow again. And they began mixing what little meat they had left with anything they could swallow. Oh. They boiled hides. Um, they would the do bones. charred bones, yeah. twigs, bark, leaves, anything to mix with it to kind of make it go further. Yeah. That would suck. It would be horrible. I would die because I'd be like, is that gluten free? <laughs> like, Most of that would be actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just add the stick to it. 
and we'll have a nice stick oh, dinner. Man. The worst thing by the end, once they were rescued, all they kept saying was bread, bread, bread. All they wanted was bread. Like, wow. Just like, like Oprah. I want bread now. <laughs> Oprah only wants bread. I love bread. Bread, bread, bread. Is bread. Delicious. <laughs> so on December 15th, one of Reed's hired men, um, Ballas Williams, died of malnutrition. Wow. So that's, uh, besides Sarah Keys, that's the first death okay. of their, the party where they're actually at the doomed area. Right. So in mid-December, um, 15 of the strongest immigrants, five women, nine men, and a 12-year-old boy decided to make another attempt up um, to the summit to see if they could get past. So in that, um, the old Vermont farmer Franklin Graves fashioned crude snowshoes from oxen bows and rawhide to help them get through the snow. That's amazing. And without that, they would have been more doomed. So he was thinking, I mean, he's from Vermont. He's used to snow. He was thinking. Yeah. Um, So December 16th with William Eddy and the two native um, guides named Lewis and uh, Salvador in the lead, they started for the summit. Wow. With taking six days, starvate, like they took six days worth of starvation rations, so like really tiny rations. And they all decided to call themselves the Four Forlorn Hope. Oh. Oh my. <laughs> they gave themselves a name. That's lovely. <laughs> like a serial killer gives right? themselves names. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So it took two days to scale the summit. Oh, man. Once over the pass, the sun, like, blinded them, bouncing off the snow. Oh, <laughs> it would be so sparkly. It would. Yep. Until you can't see anything. Yep. <laughs> I know. On the sixth day, they ran out of food. <laughs> Did they oh. rest on the seventh? Aha, oh. biblical joke. <laughs> what? On the seventh day, they rested. Oh, but they did rest? No, oh, that was okay. just me, because the sixth day, they yeah. ran out of food. And the seventh day, they, they, they rested. rested. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so Charles Stanton, too blind and weak to carry on, urged his friends to go on without him. He was last seen sitting on the snow, or sitting in the snow, smoke, calmly smoking his pipe. So he's just like, uh-uh. peace, bitches. Right, but wouldn't it be more like, <laughs> I don't smoke pipes, but yeah, that's accurate. You're like, yeah. I don't know how you smoke a pipe. I, I don't know. either. So by the ninth day, they were lost high in the mountains. So now they're lost once they're over the summit. They couldn't see tracks oh or anything gosh. to know which way they're going. So they made it over the summit, but now they're just like, they're even closer, but farther away at the right. same time. <laughs> like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. On Christmas Eve, it began to snow again. So their loss had absolutely no idea because the snow is just confusing everyone. And it's snowing again. By the ninth day, they were lost high. Or wait, I already read that. (laughs) Sorry. So once it was dark, they managed to set a fire. It was three days without food of any kind. At that point. Oh my gosh. And that's just the beginning. Again. Uh-huh. Most of them were far gone. Like, very emaciated. Very exhausted. 
At least you had plenty of water because you could just eat snow. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Um, Or suck on an icicle. I would do that shit. (laughs) I'd do that anyways. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They knew they were dying because of the state they all were in. A suggestion was made. Oh, no. That of one who died. Of if one had died, um, the rest might live. Then they decided whoever drew the longest stick would um, be sacrificed. What? So they did. I did not know that happened. Whoever got the longest one is is that the one that they're going to murder first? I did not know that. Um, So the, or I guess they call them slips, but they're really just the sticks. You know, you have them the same size and then one different size. Um, So that was prepared. Patrick Dolan drew the fatal stick. But no one had the heart to kill him. It was sad because in the movie and... Because um, there's a movie we'll talk about later. So in the movie and the documentaries and stuff, like... He was like, alright, I guess. But they're all emaciated, so there's not much to eat on them anyway. Right. <laughs> but, but could you something. imagine drawing that one and you're no. like, fuck, I have to no. be eaten first? I would, although I'd rather be eaten than be the eat-whore. I'd rather neither. I know, right? <laughs> I would have gone the other trail. That's yeah, what I would have yeah. done. <laughs> I would have gone it all. It's yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, but at least no one could kill him. Because, yeah. like, that's, they're just like, oh, man. And then we, I won't, could you imagine the thoughts going through your head? We have to kill him and then eat him. Like, oh my I morally gosh. couldn't do that. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> so about 11 p.m., the winds picked up. And it blew out their fire. They all sat in a ring and pulled blankets over them. Like, and a canopy of snow had covered them. Right. (laughs) A teamster by the name of Antonio. Antonio. (laughs) He died. Followed by Franklin Graves, who was the guy who made the snowshoes. Yeah. He died in the arms of his daughters, Mary and Sarah. Oh. Could you imagine that? Right. Uh, followed. Er, der, 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 der. Patrick Dolan then went insane. He was the one who was supposed to be killed first. Yeah. And he had. So he went insane and they had to hold him down while the snow is oh hitting him. Gosh. And they're all trying to stay warm and under a blanket. And you have yeah. to hold down a crazy person. Right. I heard <laughs> that can happen. I mean, all of that, I'm surprised they're not crazy before then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, he then slipped into a coma and then died. So, technically, they didn't have to kill him. Well, that's a plus. And that 12-year-old that went with him, his name was Lem Murphy. Oh. Because these were the strongest people of the yeah. party. Yeah. that he died, too. Shivering so to death. So sad. Yeah. Uh, the snow stopped and William Eddy crawled out and relit the fire. Then someone cut the flesh from the arms and legs of Patrick Dolan. So this is where the cannibalism comes right. in. They roasted it and then ate it. Ew. But they averted their eyes from each other like they were shamed. They were ashamed. Yeah. Which I would, I don't blame them. I, and it's hard to say what you do unless you're actually in it. But yeah. I would not want to eat people. Nope. But again, <sighs> like... 
if you're starving exactly well you, i you don't things. know what you would do yeah like you can say you're gonna do one thing but when you're in it yeah anything can happen right so oh and they were weeping oh yeah you're crying you're full of shame and you're eating because you just want to survive you just yeah. want to get out of it the only two who didn't eat were the two native guides oh yeah they were like hell no right so now the 10 surviving members of forlorn yeah hope butchered the remains of the four who had died and labeled pieces so no one would have to eat their kin, you know, so you wouldn't have to eat. Well, that's a plus. Yeah. I don't want any of the Gary. So I guess they're dead. Yeah. Um, and then they traveled on, probably while being pissed at Lansford, Lansford Hastings. Oh my for gosh, Getting right? them into this mess the whole time. Three days later, they ran out of the meat. William Foster said they should murder and eat the natives that were guiding them that is so stupid of all the people you want to keep them alive yeah they're the ones you need <laughs> exactly idiot they didn't all they wanted to do is come and help you well they I... didn't have to <laughs> good hell <laughs> so william eddie opposed to that because william yeah. foster was telling william eddie this uh he was like no and then he tried to talk him out of it then he told Lewis and Salvador, the two guides, yeah. the plan that William Foster was going to do. <laughs> oh, smart. <laughs> yeah. So at first they were like in disbelief, like, what the hell? Yeah. And they, so they just stood there for a moment and then they're like, we're gone. <laughs> so then they just left because I don't blame them because they're going to be murdered by a crazy person oh, that wants to eat them. My gosh. I'd be like, I hope you get all the diseases from me if yeah. you eat me. So yeah, Milt, one of the people in the party, had gone and came back to check on the Donner party. Yeah. And that was on December 21st, my mom's birthday. Aww. Uh-huh. So he went on them to check, and then he went back by the lake, and more had died. So Jacob Donner died, Sam Shoemaker, Joseph Reinhardt, and James Smith. So those Whoa. were more more deaths. Yeah. And the rest weren't doing so well either. I can imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine, yeah. So that's sad because so you have where the Donners ended up doing the camp, which is further behind from the people at the lake. Yeah. At, was it Truckee Lake? Uh-huh. And then you have the ones ahead of them that went past the summit that are now eating people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and is... they're so close to California yeah. <laughs> that it's like, man, <laughs> you all people don't need to eat people, yeah. but you don't know where you're at because yeah. you're lost because of the snow. And your guides left because you were going to eat them. Yeah. Don't eat your guides, you idiot. If you get anything out of this podcast today, <laughs> don't eat your guides. Yeah. Keep them alive. Kill right. everyone else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then a part of me is like, did he pick them because he's racist? Well, I don't know. Maybe or they he's look just delicious. like, I don't care about them. I don't know them, so we can eat them. Yeah. It was like, yeah, but they know where they're going. You don't. Yeah. You just don't know. <laughs> so January 10th of 1847. 1847. The United States Marines took L.A. from Mexico. Hey, oh. 
So now California was a part of the U.S. They were their bitches. Right. So that means now the fight was over and James Reed rushed to San Francisco to raise money and get men to send a relief party out to the Saharas so he can find his family and his friends. Right. (laughs) Finally, that's a long time to wait. It's like, what, almost five months since he left somewhere around there? Yeah. Uh, at sunset on January 17th, the foothills of the Sierra, um, all my Nevadas, I can't read my writing, I was real tired, <laughs> Harriet, a lady named Harriet Ritchie, uh, heard knocking on her cabin door, mm-hmm. so she opened it, because <laughs> like, what the hell am I looking at when she opened it? A very malnourished they labeled it as a skeletor looking man that was Aww. bleeding, was standing in front of her at the door. Oh my gosh. Um, in a faint voice, he asked for bread. Wow. Because he was so hungry. So in tears, she like helped him in. It was William Eddy. Oh, wow. From the Forlore yeah. party. So she helped him into bed, fed him, and then at a little. A little while later, I was like, he'll tell her what happened. Yeah. But So while he's in bed, the six other survivors of the forlorn hope were a short way up the trail. Only two of the ten men made it through, and all five women survived. Wow. You're going to see a trend where the women... Survive. Interesting. Very few die. All men. And very few children. It's mostly men. Weird. I know. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) When Mr. Eddie was able to speak, he told her of the horrific story of the camp. Wandering 18 more days in the snow, uh, watching a lady be with her husband yeah she watched him die and then she watched his heart roast on the fire oh my gosh uh he then told her about the bloody the bloody footprints in the snow leading to the two native guides that were too weak to move so they went as far as they could when they ran away well william foster caught up to them shot them in the head oh and then ate them for food so he did end up killing them. This is, is not. I always thought that they just killed the ones that, or they ate the ones that died on their own. This is not. Yeah, well, now there's like they're just like fuck it. There's no hope. So I'm just. It just takes. You know, there's always that one person that's like, I'm just gonna kill them. Yeah. We don't know how long they'll die. Like it'll take for people to die. So I'm just gonna start killing because we need food now. That's because you have people that just think of in the now moment. Yeah, and they don't want to wait. Right. It's like the ending of the mist movie. If they would have just waited a little more, they wouldn't have had to shoot themselves in the back of the vehicle. Right. When help was right there. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> also, trigger warning, cannibalism. Yeah. Oh, shit. Ding. <laughs> ding, ding. So, on February 3rd, the alarm bell went out for assistance because he told the lady. Right. And the lady was like, we got to get him help. So, February 3rd, the alarm bell went out for assistance to get a relief party 
But it was two weeks before anyone really agreed to go from there. Whoa. Meanwhile, um, February 5th, uh, the first small relief party set out from Johnson's Ranch, which James Reed wrangled up people. Yeah. So this is like different party from the help that was sent out from there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they struggled up the snowy blanketed mountains to go find help. That was the first party. The second party. And they could only go by snowshoes because the water, the snow was so deep. So yep. it's not like they were going with wagons that they could take groups of people back with. Yep. They had to have the strength to walk out. Could you imagine that? Mm-mm. The calves on them? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> There's your cardio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. So a second party led by James Reed was two days behind the first party. So they weren't that far behind. Right. Like kind of given enough so they can get in and out. Um so, more died back at the lake in the makeshift camps. Margaret, Eddie, uh, some dude named Spitter. Oh, Margaret. What the hell? Some Margaret, not Margaret Reed, but a different Margaret died. Okay. Eddie Spitzer? Spitter? He died, whatever his name is. Uh-huh. Can't read my handwriting. Okay. <laughs> yep. Miss Eddie and Milt Elliott all died. It's a lot of dying. Yep. And that was at the camp at the lake. So that's not at the Donner camp, but the middle. Yeah. Uh, February 19th, 1847. Seven freezing, exhausted men of the first party struggled over the summit and was inside of the lake. So they made it to where, to Lake Truckee. Uh-huh. And um, it was at sunset when they went across the lake where they were told they'd find the immigrants. They looked all around but saw nothing. Right. Nothing at all. Could you imagine that? You'd be like, why the fuck did we get here yeah. for all that? So then they were like yelling like, hello! You know, hello! Yes. <laughs> hello! Yes. And saw a woman emerge from a hole in the snow. <laughs> she's, you think she's just like, oh, no. <laughs> like a like a meerkat? Yeah, that's that's what I imagined yeah. when I heard that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a whack-a-mole, right? <laughs> you just <Yeah>. get up. <laughs> so, um, and as they approached, several others followed her from popping up from the hole. So it was kind of like prairie dog. Yeah. It's a little prairie prize. <laughs> Right, called group of them. Anyways, uh, they were described as gaunt and ghastly looking. Yikes! So the first woman at that was that popped up, she asked if they were from California or if they were from heaven. She's delirious. Well, bet. I mean, I would be too. You're you're alone for so long, and your mind is so far gone from the lack of nutrients. Which is me a lot of the time because celiac, your body doesn't get all the nutrients, so you're kind of that explains a lot. Yeah, Um, the they were just looking around, and the scene was very shocking, just all around to the relief party. Twelve immigrants had died. Uh, Their bodies were just everywhere, just covered 
like on top of the snow covered with quilts. So you just have quilted bodies. It's so sad. All over. And at this camp, they hadn't eaten anyone. Yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> so 48 remained alive, but some had gone mad, while others were far too gone to revive. So they were just going to die at any time. Right. So Margaret Reed managed to keep all her kids alive. It's impressive. Right? Along with Peggy Breen. So the Breens. Wow. Her and her kids and Tamsin Donner, the the one part of the Donner party that survived. Yeah. They they were all alive as well. Yeah. So <laughs> none of the lake camps were forced to eat the human flesh yet because they barely had enough. Yeah. So it's like the relief party came just in time. Yeah. But don't get too excited yet. Uh, oh. <laughs> So the researchers could only take 24 out with them. Yeah. So the Breens agreed to wait for the next relief party along with the Donners. George Donner was too sick to move and Tamsin didn't want to leave his side. So February 22nd, the first party started back and didn't really have any food to spare with the 31 people they were leaving behind. Yes. <laughs> um... There was an eight-year-old Patty Reed um, stayed behind to take care of the three-year-old little Thomas Reed because he was too small to walk through the snow swells because yeah. he's like a few feet tall. Right. <laughs> so then the Reed party had to break off yet again, or the Breed family. Oh Reed gosh. family. Again. Again. So now their dad is gone and they thought he died. They didn't know he was coming with the second party. Yeah. And so in this first party that's leaving, Margaret and the two youngest Reeds had to stay behind because little fella couldn't walk. Yeah. Because it's as big as him. So two children had died while they're going up the pass. So two children died and more were failing when the first relief party saw movement in the trees. Wow. Like coming towards them. It was the second relief party. So, um, you know, James is in charge of that one. Yeah. And he got to reunite with his wife nice. and two of his children. So that's kind of like gives them a little more hope. Like, oh my God. And he thought they had died. Yeah. And they probably thought he had died. Yeah. So it was a nice little little thing. It's, they said that when Margaret heard her husband's voice, she stumbled and nearly fainted. Wow. Because they had been apart for five months. Yeah. Wow. So on February 26th, Miss Murphy, that was one of the people that stayed behind. Yeah. She she brought up the idea to eat Milt's remains because there wasn't food left because they didn't leave any rations with them. Oh my gosh. So, so stupid. Where like there's did just she? so many bad choices in this. I can't stand these people. <laughs> I know. It's just getting more and more crazy. But yeah. now they're at that point where it's like, oh, now we must eat people. Right. So so, yeah, I had to kind of bring that in that now the idea of eating people is at the camp at the lake. Where it wasn't before. Good hell. And this is in between parties. 
coming to save them because they know that another party was yeah. coming. She didn't want to wait. But they didn't say if she for sure ate that yeah. person or if she was just saying it. Yeah. <laughs> so, for like two more months, there were four relief parties total that would try and go and save the Donner party. So keep that in mind. Right. There will be four total going, and that's just the first one that left. So they had the second party got to say hello to the first party as they were coming and going. Um, so when the second relief party reached the lake, James and, like, found his two children. They were still alive. Yeah. Um, but ten more immigrants had died. And now they decided that they were going to eat people, and they did. So I don't know if she did eat, and then it just spawned from there. Yeah. Or if she said it, but they didn't eat him. And right. Eat some of those. Paper. <laughs> <laughs> so when the second group looked around, they saw the limbs, skulls, fleshless bones, and half-eaten bodies. Could you imagine that? That's worse than the first one. Right. This is disturbing. <laughs> this next one, they're like, oh, there's body parts everywhere. And, and this is the place that I went to when I was in. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But I. this is like, it was very Ooh. eerie. Uh, the very feeling eerie. would be so heavy. Yeah. So they reached that and they're like, okay, we're going to get over. Well... A very bad storm <laughs> decided it was going to hit again. Oh, good hell. Like, and this is the worst of all the it's storms like, that have hit so far. I feel like they're getting punished for being alive. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so they struggled to cross the mountains because the worst of the storms was hitting. Right. For two days, they huddled around a fire that slowly sank into the snow. Oh my gosh, how deep was the snow at this point, I wonder? It had to have been deep, because, yeah. like, anything at that point, because it had just snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed. Well, like, so my uncle, whenever they come to visit, they always go over Donner Pass. Uh-huh. And they'll send pictures of the road, and the, it's, like, 25 feet deep, the snow sometimes. Jeez. And if this was the worst stone or snowstorm ever, uh-huh. can you imagine? Nope. (laughs) Yeah. So while they were there, the third relief party found them ten days later. Uh, They had ate two children. So even in this party, two children were eaten. Oh my gosh. Um, Two of Jacob Donner's children were eaten. Miss Graves' body had almost all the flesh carved from her arms and limbs. Her breasts were cut off. Her heart and liver were taken out. Oh my gosh. This is the saddest part of all that. Yeah. So her 13 month old child sat next to her by her side with one arm on her body or what's left of it crying out mama, mama, mama. When I heard that, I was like, oh man, that's heartbreaking. And they'd eaten part, like why, what? I Why didn't know. they take the child away from the mom that they just mutilated? I think at that point you're so crazy and just starved. It's you disgusting, don't care. I think because all you're in is survival mode. Yeah. So unless you're like, and most people get selfish when you're in survival mode. So 
Like, it's, wow. I, I would imagine it's hard for people to think of, oh, we still need to take care of children or or what. I'm not sure oh my what exactly, but that was like, woo! Yeah. So when the third relief party reached the lake, the immigrants... That's sad, because that's not even at the lake. That was like... Yeah. The parties that were going back. The relief party. Oh. <laughs> uh, so seven immigrants remained alive when the third party came. So Tamsin Donner, along with George, who was dying, uh, begged her to leave. Like, go, I'm dying, just go. And she she refused. So she's like, no, I'm going to stick it out with you. Wow. She's a ride or die bitch. Yeah. <laughs> sure is. Yep. Because she didn't want him to die alone, which is real sweet. But so the fourth party was delayed by a month. Oh my hell! A whole month. Uh, by the ninth and final blizzard, which was recorded as the worst winter ever in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Like so, they decided to go the wrong way at the worst oh my. year ever. Yeah. <laughs> So our, our nice German friend, Louis oh, <laughs> Kiesberg, yeah. when they found him when they got there, he was delirious, surrounded by half-eaten dead. Oh! Like, no one else at the camp by the lake survived. Everyone except for him. Which makes me think, who all did he murder and who all just died in Yeah. Eat? Because he he was not having any issue hanging, wanting to hang yeah. James Reed. So I was like, He's crazy now? Yeah. Who did he kill? Probably all of them. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so, um, they f- they never found Tamsin Donner's body. Like, really? at all. But, Mr. Lewis confessed to eating her remains. But she was the sh- one of the strongest people in camp, like, health-wise. Yeah. She was still really good. Like, the only one. Everyone else was failing. Even Louis Keysburg. Yeah. So, I find it suspicious. Yeah. I mean, it was a month. her body? Yeah. So, it was a month. So, it could have, like, she got sick or something and taken down real fast. Yeah. But if she was the healthiest one, how would it be that she was taken down so fast? Right. Unless he, like, murdered her. Yeah. Just a guess. I don't know. But it seems kind of weird. Yeah. And and he's crazy later on. It's like right. the the tell alls after this yeah. thing of where everyone knows after. This this guy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he confessed to eating Tamsin Donner's body. My gosh. On April twenty first, the last relief party left the lake. On April twenty fifth, they reached Bear Valley. All Donner Party survivors are now out of the mountains. So everyone is finally out of hell. Right. It was almost one year to the day later when they started their trip. Trip. Not chip. When they started their trip from Springfield, Illinois. Holy hell. And they had four months of rations. Because it's supposed to take four months. Yeah. Wow. And it would have if they would have stayed on the trail and not taken hastings cut off seriously that hastings dude needs to be murdered and eaten at this <laughs> just point wait there's more on no. him <laughs> just when you're like dude you should just stop now he doesn't oh my gosh 
Okay. So of the 87 in the Donner Party of men, women, and children, 46 people survived. Wow. It's insane. 41 died. Five were women, 14 were children, and 22 were men. Wow. <laughs> so counting John um, Sutter's, uh, that number of the men counted the two native guides that okay. John Sutter sent out to help yeah. them back. Um, and they only risked their lives to help bring them home. Like, what kind of shit is that? I know. They got murdered and eaten for trying to help. It's bullshit. Of all the families, the Donners suffered the most. Yeah. Which is awful. All four adults and four of the children died. Oh, yeah. I all, believe it. All of the Reeds survived. No way. Yeah. Wow. All of them survived, and so did the Breens. So those two were, like, completely lucky. They wow. didn't lose anyone. Wow. Out of all the families and people, those two families were the survivors. Wow. <laughs> Which was crazy. So after that, coming out west went on a decline because they heard, like, news spread fast of what happened through Hastings Cutoff and the Donner Oh, Bar. yeah. So, you know... Everyone was like, maybe we should not go out west. Right? <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't. And then Hastings Pass was abandoned. No one went there because it's dangerous. Yeah. And you'll eat people. Um. So in January of 1848, yeah. John Sutter's <laughs> Creek, um, ha they found gold at John Sutter's Creek. So then that made the gold rush time happen with yeah. the shoulder shimmy. So, <laughs> with the gold rush now, in yeah. full bloom, um, a lot more people came near the place where the Donner Party had suffered. In 1850, 1850, <laughs> California became the 31st state. Oh, well, there you go. So if you guys need to know that for a test, it's 1850. You're welcome. Yep. I don't know the rest of the date, but it's 1850. That works. It's in January. Nope, just kidding. Well, wrong one. Oh, what do you know? <laughs> so that area where the Donners had their issues uh, became very popular for vacations. Yeah, and because it's right Tahoe. by Lake Tahoe. Yeah. So with that. And because it was still pretty fresh, uh, relics from the cabins and the people's remains that were there became popular souvenirs. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. There was weird. people, like, that had fingers. There was Ew. pictures of fingers. There was hair. Like, wood chips, bowls. You know, pieces of it's fabric. Gross. Yeah, and everyone was like, I want to take this. It's a relic from the Donner. That's creepy. I would think it's Blessed with bad hooju. Yeah. Well, and what's weird, too, is that that town, everything, it's like the Donner picnic area. The Donner Lake store. It. It's like the Roswell. Donner, yeah. The, but, like, Roswell, I guess. That's funny. Donner party, not so much. Yeah, that's that's a bit I, tacky. I don't want to go to a Donner-themed restaurant. Yeah, you're just beating people. Yeah. I bet everyone's like... Hey, is this real heat meat or human meat? Yeah. <laughs> it's raccoon children. <laughs> raccoon meat. Bullshit. That's human and you know it. <laughs> Sunny strikes again. Yep. Yes, it do. <laughs> so now we're at the where are they nows. <laughs> All right. 
So after that terrible experience, Mary Graves, who was in the Forlorn Hope group, uh huh, that had to venture out first, she married in May. Oh, <laughs> like Lord, that yeah. year, like the snow hadn't even finished melting, and she's like, "I want to get married again." Yeah. Good for her. You yeah. called Mary Graves. You got to move on, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I would need something happy in my life to forget about eating people. Yeah. I'd say so. <laughs> so then the Breens, they settled in San Juan uh, Batista. Yep. And Patrick Breen came a fancy pants rancher. Oh, well, that's good yeah. for him. So he's making his money being a prevalent rancher. Yep. Now we're going to the crazy German dude, Louis oh, Kiesberg. Yes. He was the only one who openly spoke about eating people. Really? Uh-huh. What did he say about it? <laughs> it didn't go into details. I just oh. said that he... Like, I'm curious. Like, what was his favorite part? <laughs> I don't think at that time... What like... did he like the best? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I'm kind of curious... But there's no uh, way that's what he was so saying. Because he's so crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, he was just like, yeah, I eat people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's delicious. I just put some pepper on there. And they're like, where are you getting pepper? Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> so, he was reviled um, as a man eater and a ghoul. A ghoul? I thought of you. And yes, they said ghoul. I, like I was ghoul. like, he's a ghoul? <laughs> I thought you have to be dead to be a ghoul. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, so he's a ghoul. Um, <laughs> but he then made his fortune in the gold rush and opened a restaurant in Sacramento. Well, good for him. It didn't have the name of it, but I wonder if he's... If it's still around? people. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I learned how to cook them in the mountains. Yeah. So now they can be our delicacy. Listen, just so go to the prison. did he still do it? Yeah. Like, Take a couple of prisoners. That guy's crazy. So I could see him continuing the people eating thing because he yeah. seemed pretty cool with it. Yeah, why not? I mean, this is all allegedly, but yeah. I could see Lewis doing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Would you like a human burger? I do. Or yes, a breast? I would. A human breast. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how would you season them? Well, I've heard that gunpowder will season meat. Ew, really? Yeah. Is it peppery? I don't know. I haven't eaten it. <laughs> I would imagine gunpowder would be spicy and leady. <laughs> yeah, I learned that. Yeah, I'm sure you'd die later, but... Oh, um, yeah, probably. It's, I learned that on The Edge, the movie The Edge. Oh. Yep. Well, there you go. If you want to season someone, yeah. shoot them first. Exactly. And then <laughs> use the gunpowder from the other bullets. Yeah, and just... I said it like a... Bullets. Elmer Fudd. Oh, Waska we Wabbit. So, now we're getting to um, the Donners. The two that lived. I can't. You know, I do wonder if the, they felt responsible for the other people and maybe gave their rations to others to try and help them and maybe that's why they ended up yeah, suffering more. Maybe. You know, I just mean, a thought. I mean, I probably would do that. Yeah. I like, mean, I would do that I, whether I was guilty or not because I would just right. want to help people out yeah. unless they were dicks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like that German fellow. Yeah, no one likes him. He's no. nuts. Yeah, we don't like him. <laughs> so George and Tamsin's orphan children from the Donner Party um, were split up 
So Eliza and Georgia were adopted by a Swedish couple. Or a Swiss couple, not Swedish. Swiss. Oh. So they probably had a happy life and yeah. didn't want to ever speak about you people. Yes. So I then, wouldn't. at one point, when shit was really hitting the fan, Virginia Reed was like pleading with God. And she was like, God, if I make it, I will turn to Catholicism. Uh-huh. I can't even say that word. Catholicism. I will become Catholic. Yes. That was, that was better. I like yeah. Catholicism. Catholicism. Yeah. Well done. I, am, I don't know what is going on. It's because we're on the trail, man. Yep. This is, it's, it's the bizarre world. <laughs> the case of the yes. consumption. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So she then became Catholic because she made it out. Wow. All the reeds made it out. All That's of them. crazy. None of them died. Apparently God wanted her to be Catholic. Yeah, God's like, oh, we've got comes. one. All right, then we'll make yep. this happen. And so uh, when the eight-year-old Patty Reed came with uh-huh. her little brother and her dad, and she when she arrived in California, she pulled out this bundle from out from under her dress that she had been carrying the entire trip from Springfield through all of the traveling, through the mountains through all the eatings yeah, she had this under her dress like and kept it with her this whole time. It's pretty cute though. So in this little bundle was a little doll and a lock of her grandma's hair How cute is that? That is sweet. And she kept it the whole time. That's sweet. You think at some point... It would fall off or something? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, And not only that, like, this girl's just amazing anyways. She died in 1931 at 93 years old. Wow. In 1931. That's amazing. Yeah, and she'd been through all that shit. That's crazy. Wow. You go, Patty Reed. What? Yeah, go. get it, girl. <laughs> so James Reed never spoke about killing John Schneider, like stabbing him for the ox thing. Yeah. Never, ever did. No one ever brought it up. Yeah. Because sure. most of the people were dead. Right. <laughs> but he and his family settled in San Jose, and he made money with the gold stuff and also in real estate. Well, get it. And Good job. He became one of the town's leading citizens, and that's what he was back in Springfield, too. Oh, wow. So there he basically just moved and got more money. Yep. <laughs> so he could make a triple storied yeah. Pioneer Palace for this next venture. <laughs> right. But he didn't. No. <laughs> but yeah, so he just became a cool badass. Margaret Reed's headaches went away and never came back. Interesting. Yeah, so I think it was like the climate change yeah. and whatnot just. Was better. Probably less pollution. Yeah, maybe. Because not many people. I don't know. Now, let's talk about Lansford Hastings. That at Lansford. Has that been his name the whole time? Yeah. I feel like it was like Lawrence at one point and Larry. It's Lansford. Joe. Joe. (laughs) And Howard. Yes. So, what's the scoop with that douche? So, he moved to San Francisco. And went back into law because he was a lawyer. Right. Um, but he was too restless to stay a lawyer. So did he write more books about maps <laughs> and pathways? So during the Civil War, he proposed leading an army west 
to seize Arizona for the Confederacy. Oh, what an asshat. <laughs> yeah. He's the worst. <laughs> After the war, he published The Immigrant's no. Guide to Brazil. What? Yep, so he's at it again. This guy, he needs, didn't learn. I hope he's burning in hell and well, living probably. with Satan. I'm getting beat up by everyone that died yes, because of him. Yes, exactly. Yep. And so, to be fair, he got what was coming to him. So he died in 1870 trying to establish a colony of ex-Confederates in South America. Well, there you go. <laughs> the Confederates flee to South America and so do the Nazis. Yep. So, I mean, he got what was coming to yeah, him a little good. late, but he still got it. Yeah. And I, I want to know how he died there. Like, was he yeah. killed by some tribe? We can only hope. Or a disease or eaten by an animal. There's so many things. Yeah. Or all of the above. That we, would be fun. We can hope. Yeah. Yeah. Just every, the universe wanted everything to yes, get him because exactly. of all of the tragedy he brought upon yeah. everyone. And deserved. Yeah. So here's a fun fact. All right. So, the Reeds were the only ones of all the party who did not eat humans at all. Whoa! They ate no humans. How did they get away with that? They were locked in. Good for them. on their side. I mean, I can't imagine having to resort to that, but like... Yeah. Well, it's crazy because all of them survived and they didn't consume humans. That's amazing. It's nuts! You're like... What the hell? Maybe eating humans wasn't the right choice. I mean, it, it's not. <laughs> Just saying. It's definitely not. Yeah, yeah. No. No. So I have a question for you. I have an answer. As I hit my dog in the face. Don't. She's too cute. My mic. Would you, if you were in the, the party, would you have stayed with the first set of donors Would you have gone to the lake or would you have gone with the forlorn hope um, group? Listen, when (laughs) I heard that in that initial fork in the road, I would have gone with the people on the normal trail. Me too. Yeah. I would not have taken the risk not knowing. So if you were in the forlorn hope group, would you have proposed to eat someone or would you have just gone and eaten someone with everyone else or not eaten anyone? I like I know you don't know unless you're in the position, but yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to eat someone that I knew and cared about. Period. Yeah. Like I wouldn't eat Simba. I wouldn't eat I wouldn't eat any I would rather I mean, and again, you don't know. Like starving to death sounds pretty freaking miserable. But I don't know that I could have done it. That'd be really, really hard. But again, like, until you're starving to death, yeah, you don't, don't know. know. But I would not have murdered anyone to, to eat them, that's for sure. Like, yeah. if someone died and said, to stay alive, eat me, I don't know if I could even dub that. But, like, again, until you're in the situation. At least that would be more commendable. Yeah. Then because they're like, murdering I give someone. you permission to eat me once yeah. I'm dead. Yes. Let me die first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just, yeah, what would you do? I'm in the same boat. I don't, I couldn't see myself doing it. Yeah. Plus, like, would I get an allergy issue from them? 
That's right. And then you guys would end up eating me. Right. And I taste weird and I'd be a weird texture because gluten free is weird. Yeah. I just like, (laughs) I don't, I don't. That's a, it's so tough. Yeah. Because, you know, like it, you don't know until you're in it, but also like the morals people can have or lose. Especially, I'm sure once you eat one person, it gets a little easier eating more and more. I as time goes, because you kind of desensitize yourself to it. I'm yeah, guessing. but I imagine that initial. Oh God! You the shame. Oh yeah, and I don't think I could live with myself no. if I were to eat someone. But honestly, I bet there were people that got a taste for it and enjoyed it. Like Lewis. Yes. I swear. Yeah. He he had to have done that. Yeah. Like, I could see him being that crazy person that everyone's yeah. like, that guy. He yeah. ain't right. <laughs> I, like, I cannot imagine what those people were going through. Yeah. I can't. I, I tell you what, I wouldn't have gone west at all. <laughs> but I just... I would have stayed and, like... I would have stayed and figured my shit I out. I just go... Go find a handsome man in a tribe somewhere and just go live like that. Hell yeah. Because if you want something different from everyday yeah, I crazy pioneerness, hell no. I, I would go not. live off the land with some hot man and we can just do it under the stars. Exactly. And ride horses I and would get chapped live legs. naked, all that shit. Yeah, plus I like long hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. So oh, yeah. Man. I've been watching 1883 and 1923 yes. that go with the Yellowstone stuff. It's a good time. Oh, man. I'm so addicted. I'm like, and all this, I'm also doing Donner stuff. I'm like, hmm, I think it'd be fun to go live, like, back, back then and worry about the consumption. Yeah, for the consumption <laughs> or the dysentery. Yeah. Oh, shit. What would you be listening to while, uh... You're headed off into your doom. <laughs> well, you know, I decided to go with the uh, feeling quite cold theme. Oh, so nice. my my first, you know, thing, play, first music, song, song that's the one, <laughs> would be Britney Spears' Break the Ice, you know? And I figure she's a bit nutty, so I imagine Perfect. that she would fit right in back then. Um, foreigner, cold as ice. <laughs> Yeah, you heard. Now that song will be stuck in my head. Yeah. And then, you know, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby, because Ice Ice Baby. Uh, you know, and then ACDC, because I, I fear that they were on a highway to hell. Absolutely. You know, right? Especially that Hastings ass hat. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, to bring it all in, <laughs> we've got some Destiny's Child. <laughs> yeah. Beyonce. Uh, Winter Paradise. Oh, there we go. Um, not that it was paradise, but <laughs> the, the winter is coming. Uh, like the, in Game of in Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> winter is coming. The night is cold and full of tears. Mm. What would you listen to, you bitch? So, I'm going with cannibals. Yeah! Because, you know, cannibals. cannibals. <laughs> yeah. First one, I'd go with Kesha. Cannibal. Interesting. Because that's the name of it. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because most of the women survived. And in that song, she's talking about eating a dude. So, you know. Exactly. I mean, not literally, but still. Figuratively. Yeah. Figuratively. Next one, I'm going with fine young young cannibals. She drives me crazy. She drives me crazy. Ooh, 
<laughs> then I'm going to go with Chevelle. Door-to-door cannibals. Of course. Because in a sense, they kind of were. They went door-to-door. Yeah. Eating people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Then I'm going to go with some ministry. Cannibal song. Cannibal song. It's like middle industrial in there. I like it. And then I'm going to go because there is the movie and it's on Prime. The Donner Party. There's a movie. Crispin Glover's in it. The dude who plays Bobby from Sons of Anarchy's in it. Yeah. And some other people are in yeah. it. The movie's kind of disappointing because it just starts right in the middle of, like, the group. The group leaving Forlorn Hope. Uh-huh. You know, it just starts there and, like, oh, cannibals. And then it's like, okay, bye, but read these things. Yeah. It says what happens after that. Oh, stupid. It wasn't the best, no. but watch it. <laughs> Redo it, people. Yeah. So... Since Crispin Glover's in it, yeah, he's an eccentric fella. He's a, he's different. Have you one. seen Willard the movie? No, where he like has a thing with rats. And uh, it's not no. Ratatouille. Uh, no. <laughs> well, he also does music. You had the pleasure of hearing. I it. did, and it was <laughs> it was something. Yep, it was. He's something. known for what clowny clown clown song. Oh my hell! What nobody's known that. But. Well, I did a long yes, time ago, of so of course did. I did. Yeah. But anyway, so um, I chose his cover of the song, These Boots Are Made For Walking. It's a nightmare, <laughs> by the way. It's awful, but it's fun because, you know, they had to walk a lot. They and did. And Crispin was in the movie. That's true. And he's weird as shit. <laughs> I, I could see him being Lewis in the, if they read yeah. the movie. He'd be the crazy German guy. Definitely. Absolutely. Which brings us to uh, our sexy man. It's not him. No, but it's from the movie. Yes. Or he. It. It's, it. Not, it's not Ned, it's a he. <laughs> and who is it? Christian Kane. Christian Kane. I can't remember who he played in the movie. No one can. <laughs> I think I loaded it up on my phone. He's a nice looking fella. He is a nice looking fella. Wait, I have it on my computer. Let's see. Let's see. He has a music video too. Oh, lovely! But you know, it's probably better than Crispin Crispin Glover's. Yeah. Oh man. So he's in Leverage, Leverage Redemption, the Librarians movie, Just Just Married, married. (laughs) Christmas in the Heartland. Oh my God! I think I saw that because I'm a lonely old woman now, and I'm watching <laughs> romance Christmas movies. Going, why am I so alone? This is wow. the third year. He he was in Friday Night Lights. <gasps> Haven't seen it. He was in the um, remake. Uh, well, the movie Taxi with Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. I saw that one. Yep. He was in Ed TV. He was in. He's been in a lot. He really is in a lot of things. Yeah. I haven't seen most of these. Yeah. 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 Me either. Um, mm. All Stars, Four <laughs> Sheets to the Wind. These are Good Day for It. That sounds like a great one. <laughs> what is it? And why is it a good day for it? What about the Broken Hearts Club? Kane's Kitchen. <laughs> Uh, detrance. What? <laughs> keep keep your distance. <laughs> These are great titles. For no, a... it was not detrance. It was keep your distance. 
<laughs> I'm really good. I at may things. not be able to talk, but at least I can read. I never learned to read. <laughs> if you must know, thank you. I don't think I have seen Christmas in the Heartlands, but now I got it because I'm a lonely yep. old woman. <laughs> it's uh so yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yep. Thanks for being handsome. Yep. We love you, you Christian the, Kane. The, the most handsome one of all the Donner Party movie cast. Well, I mean, most of them are being eaten, so. Yeah, it's very true. The cookie crumbles. He can eat me. Ew. Ew. <laughs> with well, that, world. With that, we leave you with the cannibal's delight. So go go get some cases of the consumption. And Don't eat some, people. Go play the organ trail. There's now a a uh, card game. There's a card game? I hear it's really oh fun. Oh my god, I we want need to get it and I have gave a game it night. to my brother. I'm going to make him <gasps> loan it to me. Oh my god. And we can play it. Maybe I'll just order it tomorrow. I think you should. Okay. And we should play it for funsies. Oh yeah. And get the case of the consumption. <laughs> I'm so happy now that there's that. I know. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> if you would like to follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Or, or Twitter. Or Twitter. Twitter us. <laughs> Tweet us. Uh, go to 801 Horror Zero Cult, C-C-U-L-T. Um, or you can also email us, which would be killer, mm-hmm. at 801 Horror Cult Vix at Gmail. So 801 H O R R O R C U L T V I X at Gmail. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us your stories. We we will totally tell those stories because mm-hmm. who doesn't want to hear that? You can hear our version of your story. Yes. It, it will, will be, be a really thing. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know how people do listeners' tales? We'll be like, we're going to put a spin on yes, your tales. <laughs> this will be our version of your tale. We'll be like the the modern art of your tale. Yes. Artistic um, expressions. It'll be beautiful. Also, follow us. Subscribe and rate us a good rating, please. Please be kind. Yeah. Rewind. We want like two more listeners. (laughs) It would be lovely if there were at least two. Yeah, at least two more. (laughs) We'll get there. Marcy will show you her boobies. (laughs) (laughs) And Kira will show you her anti pantu bees. What should we talk about next week? I don't know. I was thinking that. Do we want to do something ghosty? Yes. Okay. I'll read it. I'll head that one up. (laughs) But I still have to do cannibals because we're doing cannibal holidays. Oh, okay. I'll try and find it if there's a cannibal ghost story. It's not going to be in Utah. Yeah, that might be really hard. Now we'll just... It's a free-for-all. It doesn't have to be Utah now. Yeah. If we can find something. If not, let's go ghosty and I'll see. If nothing else. I will have some ghastly goodies for us to try while we talk about something ghostly. I love it. <laughs> Cannibal haunting. We'll okay. see if there's any. There's yeah. gotta be something. Yes. I mean, I'm people sure. have haunted for less. It's true. <laughs> I think the Donner Trail should be haunted. Oh, there, there could be. There's some. There's some haunted by cannibalism. Haunted by cannibalism. Anyways, we'll or maybe good story. Yeah. So we'll eat gross food and talk about something spooky. You know it. Woo! Thanks for joining us for this very alarming story, and uh, 